dropping that knowledge on you. I could not make this shit up. With Kev Nash. Oh, Hercules, Hercules. And DJ Killer Kev. Uh-oh. Let me tell you, boys, you can't make that shit up. The inside. Real deal, straight up. Are you crazy? Hottest <laughs> stories from the world of hip-hop. This is ludicrous. It's the big boss, Rick Rose. What up? It's your boy, Young Jeezy. This is 50 Cent. Sports. Some of those dogs are the most incredible dogs I've ever seen. And what's popping in the DYT. I couldn't make this shit up. I couldn't make this shit up if I tried. I'm sad that I lack the talent to make this shit up. Here's Kev Nash and DJ Killer Kev. You can't make this up, podcast. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. Episode 73. 7-3. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And the boys is back from the bye week. Yeah, man. My apologies. <laughs> Life keeps getting in the way on Sunday mornings, it seems. Hey, man. Sunday mornings is rough, man. It is. People man. don't understand how rough Sunday mornings are to actually have something to get up to and uh, accomplish for the day. Because, you know, you want to be a, a lazy Sunday. Yeah. You, you want to sit around. Get a late start, watch some football, and you know what I'm saying? Just do what you want to do. But you know what I'm saying? Being dedicated to the pot, you know, got to get up a little bit earlier than you probably will want to get things handled. But you know, like you said, life gets in the way. Yeah, man. Life ain't no bitch. <laughs> life will, uh, life will hit you with a left and a right, but you got to keep, you know, keep ticking along. So, mm-hmm. how was, how was your week? Man, the week was a blur. Um, <laughs> you know, We've been doing stuff with the station, trying to do our part for the uh, hurricane relief efforts. Okay. So uh, what we end up doing is uh, getting with Mary Mary and her daughter, who owns Twist mm-hmm. Cupcakery in Shout downtown to Dayton. And uh, so we got with her, and actually we were broadcasting on Saturday from 10 to 2, collecting donations. So, you know, I'm, not that this is a good thing or a bad thing, but, you know, with... It's been almost three weeks since Hurricane Harvey hit. Yeah. But those people down there still need our help. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Now that the news cycle has moved on to the next big story, they're not talking about it. Right. But being that Hurricane Irma hit Florida the week before, it's still topical. Yeah. So people still have it top of mind. So I was kind of worried since we weren't like, since the hurricane hits that, we should... We want, ideally we want to be on it the very next week, but it was just logistically we couldn't pull it off. So us being like kind of like quote unquote three weeks behind, I was worried about the turnout and worried about how much money we would raise. Um, that wasn't a worry, you know what I'm saying? People came out represented, people nope. was dropping twenties, you know what I'm saying? Kids was coming in with their dollars, so yeah. you know the support was pretty good. Um, I was just happy that people came out because. You know, not only do we want to give back and help people down there that need our help, but, you know, when you team up with somebody and say, hey, we're going to collect some money from you, uh, we're with a radio station, you don't want to show up like, hey, here's 20 bucks. Like, yo, that's all we could raise is a radio station was $20. So we were able to raise a couple dollars to send down there, man. So that's a good feeling. Absolutely. I I know one thing, like, people don't realize when those disasters hit, like, toothpaste and toilet paper and mm-hmm. medication just like the simple things that you just are expected to you know have you know like you need or or you're without yeah and it's like every little every roll of toilet paper every case of water like that's gonna help somebody for real absolutely and uh diapers yeah you know what i'm saying yeah, that's yeah. That's what the wife and I donated on our own you know what i'm saying we donated to the texas diaper bank and like uh it's like I don't know how I came across the story, but I was like, oh, I never even thought of that. Like, yo, these is 
there's kids out there, there's babies out there. You know what I'm saying? They mm-hmm. need to be changed. Exactly. Like, the the wipes. I definitely know that lane. The, <laughs> the wipes and diapers, man. Like, shout to my dude Chris, man. He's a he's a former uh, military guy that I served in the army with, and he lived in Houston downtown, and he lived in like the downtown area and like a high rise, so he wasn't really affected. Mm-hmm. So. But, you know, he wasn't going to work. You know, the right. city was, you know, completely shut down. So he spent all his time don't like volunteering at the convention center, mm-hmm. being someone there to help, you know. And I see him posting stuff and you and you're just seeing the simple like like diapers, wipes, medication. Anybody know a pharmacy that's open? We got people here that, you know, need to live off of their medication right. and they don't have it. So it right. was it was kinda like somebody you know that's in the trenches, you know, and you got to see it from the social media side, but it was like, man, that's a real, you know, like it's, it's real when when people forget about everything else and just come together to like rock with each other and help out. Absolutely. Like that's when you know something real happens. So. Absolutely. And uh, I got homeboys down there also who were just basically like they couldn't get out. Mm-hmm. Their neighborhoods is flooded. Like mm-hmm. and uh, you know they had people like on blow up rafts, like getting out the neighborhood. Like it's like there's no way out. My mm-hmm. car is underwater. Like I can't get out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, DJ Chaos's son. Mm-hmm. I saw his story on, on the news, and of course through DJ Chaos on social media. But like, he's like the caregiver of his autistic brother, mm-hmm. you know. And he was straight, like you say, waist high water on a raft with his with his brother trying to get out, you know, getting rescued. And it was like, man, unbelievable, yeah, yeah, man, crazy, unbelievable, crazy. Man. So definitely, prayers continue to go out. To everybody there down there, and it's not just Houston, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Port, Port Arthur, Texas, like it's smaller cities down there in that region that's devastated, also. It's mm-hmm. not just the big cities, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's tons of people down there that's gonna take years to recover, and you know what I'm saying? Whatever we can do, you know what I'm saying? Here in Dayton, just a little bit of money definitely will go a long way to help. And also, people down in Florida are going through the blues yeah. as well, you know? They played a football game, Florida played Tennessee yesterday. And, you know what I'm saying, they kept it topical, so you know what I'm saying, they kept the donations, like, hey, you're watching a football game, but don't forget to donate. Right. And uh, But you could tell, like, something that happened down there, because you look at the field, look like it's a field up here in Ohio, yeah. like, in the, in the middle of the, uh, <laughs> exactly. the middle of a monsoon, the field was all muddy, it was like, man, like, you know they went through it down there, man. man. Shouts to one of our famous listeners, uh, J.J. Watt. Hey. Uh, I can dream big, right? Dream yeah. big. Man, he started with a goal of two hundred thousand and raised thirty five mil. So that's you know that's that's someone that the people you know put their trust in, mm-hmm. and, and 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 I really I got to watch him after they demolished my Bengals Thursday. <laughs> I wasn't gonna go there yet, <laughs> but we will then. I got to watch his uh, post game, and he's talked a lot about his goals and what he's trying to do with the money. You know, this is a billion dollar you know devastation that's happened to that city, mm-hmm. and uh, thirty five million is gonna help. But he's trying to make sure that it's Helping as many people as possible. Absolutely. J.J. Watt, Kevin Hart, Chris Paul, James Harden, Jimmy Fallon. He dropped the mill. The homie Michael Blackson. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I know Tone has done some stuff too. So, I mean, it's it's awesome to see, like, big celebrities come to the aid of those cities and – you know, and it, it isn't just about the big celebrities doing stuff, too. It's it's the everyday person, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Lending the small the town hand. that's got the truck loaded and driving down. Absolutely, like, it's been a lot of that man. going it, on across the country. It's a beautiful thing to see, man. Definitely a beautiful thing to see. But you brought it up. Man. You brought it up. Let's get it out the way. Because I had something else to ask you <laughs> first, but you brought it up. Let's we'll we'll circle back to Let's the other it part. Let's get it out the it'll, way. It'll, the other part will make you feel, feel better. Mm. So, what happened? 
Hey, we the bottom of the barrel right now. That's what's happening. Yeah. Week one. Let's start with week one. Week one, you know, has a Bengal fan. Week one is always that. You got that smile on your face. (laughs) You got your jersey on. You know, you got your your orange socks on, feeling good. But you really don't know. Mm -hmm. And then uh, after a 20 to nothing loss. A goose. To Baltimore, man. A goose egg, bro. A team we play we always play first and last. Like normally, they're in the top of the schedule and the bottom of the yeah. Like not, we play them early and late, and it's like that's always the division games are always tough. But we've been, I mean, the 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 offense is just the line, bro. Yeah, man, it's the a line. Lot. Andy, Dalton Andy had not looking five comfy. turnovers in week one, bro. That's crazy. And, and, and the, I I saw a, a like a you know alert. That the Bengals were the first team since 1939 Eagles to have two home games and not get in that end zone. Not get in that zone with A.J. Green. And you know A.J.'s on my fantasy team. Yeah, man. man. And, and, and I'm crushed. And I hate to see the 40-yard triple coverage catch and then nothing. You know nothing what I'm saying? Nothing for it. All that hard work for nothing oh, for it, man. I look me, man. at y'all right now, and I look at the O-line play, and I just look at – the simple fact that y'all had two home games and y'all didn't win. And most importantly, man, y'all played on Thursday night at home versus a rookie QB. The defense played well. It's not the defense's fault. You know what I'm saying? If <laughs> if you hold a team to 13 yeah. points, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you, expect, uh, you expect like, all right, man, we got A.J. Green. Yeah. We got three running backs. We're going to score at least 20, right? Wrong. It's, it's just been like I'm glad they got rid of the uh, offensive coordinator. Yeah, him the boo. He's a scapegoat. Yeah, he's <laughs> he came from I think he came from Tampa. He came yeah, from somewhere. somewhere, but he wasn't putting up nothing there either. So Marvin always gets the pass though, and that needs to be addressed, man. I just I just want that to be addressed. He always gets the you good and hot seat. Gotta be. <laughs> but the thing is, if we if we turn around and make it to the playoffs, he good. Oh, yeah, for sure. If we don't make it to the playoffs, he's probably gone. Man, y'all behind that eight ball, bro. We can change the subject now. Okay, we'll, we'll switch it to it. the good part. Appreciate it. <laughs> I saw on social media, because this has been like two weeks since we've seen each other, yeah. so it's a lot of things that have been going on, man. Yeah. You have somebody that's mobile. Somebody's somebody's hot-footing it around the house. Man, listen here. This 13-month-old finally getting the courage to step it out. Her sisters, you know, they they be up dancing and bouncing around off of everything, and it's like I, I'm seeing her like she wants to like jump and bounce and run before she balances and walks. Like she's trying to you know do it backwards, and <laughs> she's finally. Uh, I we, we were all in the living room, and she's been taking a little like raise your leg up, baby step, and then fall. You know, mm-hmm. but I had the camera out, and I'm like she about to do it. I can just tell, and I just I'm, I'm recording it. You're a pro at this. Yeah, man, it's my third <laughs> round. It's my, it's my third go around. So definitely caught that footage, and that was really her first step. So like, you, you could hear the excitement in Camille, like oh my gosh, she took. You know, like we caught that moment on tape, and that's something that we gonna you know hold on put to. Put that and, to the cloud, man. Oh, put yeah, that to the cloud. That's definitely, that's definitely. Because you know you about up. to get that iPhone X. <laughs> I am. I am getting that. I think that's the one I'm due for my uh, upgrade this this, this uh, I think every couple months. Think so. They said that to everybody. Hey, you're eligible for an upgrade. <laughs> right. We'll factor it into your bill. Yeah, thousand dollars for a phone. Forty seven a month. <laughs> I can't handle forty seven a month. 
<laughs> yeah, man. We're talking about that excitement, man. Your baby taking her first steps, man. man like, it's, it's, did y'all throw another party? Nah, but we, <laughs> we, we, man, we have been for the last two months, like off and on, me and the wife, just like randomly, like, yo, we got a, we got a real baby. Like, it's, it's just kind of like it hits you still uh, 13 months later that you got a whole nother baby around here. And it's like when you have older kids, you know, nine pushing 10, eight pushing nine. And it's like a 13 month old. Like all we sit back and like we don't remember certain things that we did with the girls, you know, like. Well, was she doing this at this age or what was she, you know, how much was she eating or what was she eating? And like just little things were like, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it, it, but it, it has been like real cool just to like, you know, see somebody else personality. Like she, she rough with, with Carmen, my middle kid. Like that's like her little, like they, they wrestle and mess around and like she'd be hitting her and playing on her. But Camille is like, where's my role doll? Like mm. that's my. We gonna dance to these songs. We gonna she gonna crawl around with me. Carmen play with her for about a half hour, and then she back to the corner in her little <laughs> her little world. The loner, so, yeah, the loner. That's my loner. But it's been cool, man. It's just you know I I've just noticed in myself, man. Like when I have free time or time to step out, it's like from ten a.m. to seven p.m. I'm going out tonight. Mm-hmm. Seven thirty, eight o'clock hit. I'm chilling. Like I don't feel like it, and it's like my just my priorities have changed. The way I live life has changed, and we just rolling, man. Trying to get through this here life so I can uh, improve my uh, living. Yeah, man. <laughs> What's up, Joe? College? Man, you already know. Fuck college. <laughs> Yo, when I sent you that, you reply. I literally was in the studio. I was about to go on the air. I had to put another song in, dog, because I couldn't stop laughing. I was like, yo, this dude going through it right Man, now. I, I'm excited. Like, it's one of those things where, like, you, you're loving it. Like, it's something that you're interested in. It's keeping you engaged. But it's still school. And you're mm. 35, taking classes with... High school seniors and eighteen year olds and nineteen year olds and it's like you see there's just the maturity level like first day of school the dudes come in with their solar glasses because of the solar eclipse that happened a few days before and it's like man really come on man first day so little things like that but like as far as the schooling goes man it's been tough it's uh you know I'm doing computer IT work and you know learning computer programming and network stuff and I mean it's like a new language you know mm-hmm. you got to really you know. You can't skip chapter one and two and hop yeah. on and, and be cool. So I've been doing a lot of YouTube videos and the wife has been my like my little coach and slash tutor. Like she helps me get structured as far as like, OK, we're about to do some homework. Let's go. And she'll sit there and help me open a book with me and kind of just be there to be, you know, bounce something off of. So that's been a huge, huge help. The kids has been helpful with the baby, putting the baby in the room with them while I'm doing homework. Little things like that is, is making it a, you know, everybody's involved. Everybody's <laughs> trying to get this thing done. So it's school, though, man. God, it's school. Ooh, man. Tuesday, Thursday, I'm there all day, 9 to 3, 5 classes. Oh, man. How much has school changed since you were actually in school on a daily basis? Man, it's a lot because a lot of people don't even know this. When I got out of the Army, I— enrolled in a Sinclair in the fall of 05 and um, tried out for the tennis team and made the tennis team. Okay. So I was getting, you know, all my schooling taken care of through tennis. But in that first semester at finals week, 
I also got a job offer for the post office. Mm. So I had to make that decision. But schooled in, like, I was younger, you know, 24, 25-ish, you know, somewhere around there. And and uh, still kind of, you know, engaged in the thought of it. Now it's like, it's almost like I needed this because of what my, you know, what I was dealing with, with my job and how I was hating it. And it was affecting me, like, in my disabilities, in my mental state. Mm-hmm. So this is, like, something that I need. But at the end of the day, it's like, it's still, you have to, you can't just, like, pay somebody off and, and, and be at the graduation <laughs> in six weeks. You know, you got to go through it. And it's like, I don't feel like going through it. <laughs> go but, through it. Learn it. Yeah, retain it. Exactly. That's that's the thing for me is retaining it. Like, I can find the answer in the book and the glossary and wherever, but it's like, do I care to, like, remember it? Right. And it's like, I have to, like, really use the flashcards online yes, and really all that. Like, I've been just digging in and just... Every 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 week has gotten a little better, you know. But that method will never die, bro. Yeah, ever. Like you gotta do that stuff. Like that is like when I got that letter, academic probation Mm -hmm. at Wright State. I went back to my study habits as a kid. Yeah, flashcards, taking notes, reading constantly, looking at a word, write the word down, flashcard it up. Like that's what I, I took it back to that and. Shit never fails, bro. Yeah. Never fails. And my brother, he does that with his job now. Like, you know, when they have corporate meetings or whatever, they learn a new terminology and all that. So he, hey, man, I flashcard it up. And and it's amazing how that still works. Yeah. Like, that's like something that's going to stand the test of time. Two things that I've noticed, and I started school late August, so I've been in it about a month. And I've noticed, like, to print out a paper – that you're talking about in class. Like, everything's online now. Mm-hmm. So, like, we go online, the, the lectures is online, but he's pulling them up and just going through it, but you can follow along on your computer. Right. And it's like, I, I might print off an assignment because I want to handwrite it first before yes. I enter it, right? So I go to print, and it's like, I literally have, like, $7, and every print costs something, like 10 <laughs> cents, 15 yes, cents. So I'm like... That didn't, that Sinclair wasn't like that when I was there. I don't remember it being. I think you had you might have had to pay, you know, if you went somewhere to print something. But like in class, it was just like whatever. So I'm printing off papers. I'm noticing. I'm like, oh, I might want to watch this balance here because yeah. uh, I might not. You know, I might have to last me all semester. But I still would, you know, the the, the harder you know homeworks and stuff. I'm still the guy. I'm printing it off. I'm highlighting the book. Yes, sir. You know, I'm doing the online flashcards, the online crossword puzzles, the online what you know any any assistance to help me retain this stuff because like learning to program a computer is something I've always been fascinated with. But like the first day we were doing coding, and it's like this has to stick, you know. And it's like I mean just every every button on that keyboard is something and you have to you have to tell the computer this and that and it's ways to it's an algorithm to it you know mm. and it's it's just so, it's it's like learning a new language and it's crazy man it's been tough but i'm liking it man I, i'm getting paid to be there <laughs> that's always a plus when you can uh leave your full time but still retain some income to pay the you know the rent and the phone and the tv and the, all the bills in life gotta keep the tv on hey it's football red zone got to happen red zone is a must this time of the year man you talk about printing and everything i just remember at Wright state it was free on certain printers and you had to pay on the good printers so like <laughs> right. the ones you would print on that would be like in the hallway would be like on that cheap ass paper and the cheap and it was smudged, like if you touched the letters or the printing. But the good printers was like fifteen cent, 
I was free ninety nine it up, dog. I was like, yeah. man, I ain't paying for all this shit. Dude, I got one class. <laughs> I guess this class is probably for people who either have been out of school for a long time or new to college. So it's like literally the eighteen year old and the forty year old. It's called first year experience. But all this class is is like basically trying to get you geared up for what you'll be doing at Rice State. You, you, you'll have to do presentations and PowerPoints for projects. You'll have to know how to go to Google Drive and access to that. You know, it's just like one of those classes. It's mm-hmm. really just show up, do do the work in class, and you're going to get an A. Hey. But it's still like the first day, the 17-year-old raising his hand, can I go use the restroom? Like, dude, you're in college, bro. You can just walk out of here like, if you really <laughs> want to. <laughs> like, right, it's, so, your, it's your dollar. Yeah, all that is just... It's been it's been okay. It's been a lot of you know, and then when the IT world, like I hate to say it, but there's a lot of weird people <laughs> in the IT world. People that are just you know they they might enjoy gaming and hacking and whatever, but it's like my teachers, man, they are so knowledgeable in this subject. Like we talked about the Equifax thing, and, and mm. like, and my teacher like literally has a project showed how easy it is to hack. A website, and within ten minutes, he took control of someone's like wedding. I'm getting married website. Put up a, a banner saying "Congratulations." You know, if someone was to access their website at that moment, they would have saw that versus the homepage, uh, and it only took them like ten minutes. So just to see that process, and and people know how to do that, it's like, yo, and he, he when he tells you tape up your webcam on your laptop because people can take over that and, and see what you're doing, and it's like. The IT guy said, I might want to consider it. You yeah, know? <laughs> um, change, I'm about to do that change, when I get home. Change your passwords frequently and, you know, all just the little things that he's been saying. It's like, well, he is an IT guy, so he's probably seen the good, the bad, and the ugly of, yeah. of it all. So yeah. it's been cool, though. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I mean, Absolutely, man. You can tell I'm rattling about it because I, right, I, man, I like it, yeah, man. I like something to see I'm interested you grinding, in, brother. So, yeah. It gives me motivation, too, Appreciate man. Appreciate it. And uh, I definitely wanted to write with you about the uh <laughs> damn it's slipping my mind right now no no this is what i want to say okay so friday my nephew plays for miamisburg okay plays football for miamisburg plays, they play wayne didn't they They play wayne yeah plays corner okay i was trying to find out because I, I saw you that you were you know there yeah yeah I, yeah I saw the so, highlights you know they didn't have him guarding blue blue smith recruit that's going to ohio state about six five about 200 is he, pounds. Is he nice? Yeah, he's nice. Big, <laughs> physical. Love to see him in the Buckeyes next year. Yeah. So, you know, at first, the nephew wasn't guarding him. But, you know, it's 21 at the half. You no, know, it was like tied up, second quarter. Nephew started guarding him. Doing his thing. Playing some pretty good ball, swiping it away. Had a couple tackles. I'm like, okay, I see you. You know, halftime comes and goes. And something I noticed Fucking kids don't sit down, man. Yo. Up, down, up, <laughs> down. Excuse me, excuse me. Up, down, up and down. Just coming back and forth. And I just turned to my homeboy, uh, Cam's dad. I'm like, yo, like you deal with this every week. Like these little motherfuckers just constantly in the way all day. It's like, man, I tone tune it out now. This shit don't even bother me now. I'm like, yo, I looked at the wife. I, like, I fucking hate kids, man. Yeah. I fucking hate them, dog. <laughs> It, and it, you talk about being in a classroom with 17-year-olds, and, like, I just imagine, like, why can't y'all motherfuckers just sit down and watch the game? That's it. Like, and, and on the school side, like, you hear, whether you want to be or not, you walked in this motherfucking room. Mm-hmm. So give the dude the time to at least tell what we got to do before, like, I got a teacher, though, like, he don't play, like, 
you get to you know hear somebody yapping about something. He'd be like, "Yo, Brandon, you got something you want to share with the class?" You know, it's like <laughs> one of those. So it's like, shut up, I'm trying to teach. And it's like just some of these kids, man. It's like the generation for me, like the next generation, you know, and to be in the mix with them. It's like, <laughs> my generation is way better, bro. Like y'all tripping. Like some of the things y'all do for entertainment or for the laugh. Like we might have, you know throwing the paper ball at the trash can in the middle of class or, you know, <laughs> something. You know, these cats are, like, flipping over whole classrooms on world just for the world star love. And Shit is crazy. Not funny at all. And it's like, what are y'all doing? <laughs> but it's just the, the the kids that – it's half of them that are, like, they're there. They're trying. Yeah. Whether they, you know, from the hood or from the burbs, they there. But it's the other half, whether they're from the hood or from the burbs, they just can't let go of that class clown that – I need to laugh. I want all the bitches to know my name. Like it's like, bro, we trying to learn some Especially pro- in college and and, and, and and an IT class where these motherfuckers ain't really like, um, you guys need some, you know, we'll we'll hold on next week's work and you know it's like next week is next week and we moving along. So you need some uh, tutoring. You better go uh, fill out that paper and go to that office and get it because we ain't waiting for you. So right. That's what I like. I had to like Debo some. This is my first week. I, I Debo seats this week. You know, like when you come into class and everybody kind of be sitting in the same seats. Yeah. Well, these classrooms have like two chalkboards, you know, one wall, another wall. Mm-hmm. And I might be like, okay, well, he's probably going to use this wall. And I sit here and I realize I'm out, that I'm in the back of the class. He's using the other board. And with my vision still being, you know, improving, but still a problem. I'm like, nah, okay. So two weeks of that, I found a dude that ain't really in class or not giving a fuck. And, like, I showed up 10 minutes early and, like, I'm sitting here today in the front. Like, I told my teacher, like, I'm sitting here. He's like, yeah. I wonder because he, he knew about my eyes and everything. He knew me from the VA. He okay. was, He's a, a vet that comes there. And he was like, yeah, I wonder why you were sitting in the back. I knew you probably were having a hard time. I'm like, yeah, I got to scoot up, so. I'm Debo in seats this week, so all, all I got to every class like ten minutes early just to Look at yeah, you. just to be in there logged in. Like, yeah, I'm sitting here today, brother. Setting that example, yeah. man. Look at you, brother. Hey, I'm I trying. Love it. This the only way I'm gonna get through it is uh is is, is not half-assing because a lot of my schooling in life I've half-assed, and I and I could be the first to admit it. Like, I was I loved school in elementary. And I always use the, the the joke and the term when, when my dick started working, schooling wasn't as important. So junior high, to the best yeah, of us. I, I lost a lot of focus. And it's like you say, you know the root of success. You know the things you need to do to get it done. But it's like I was the one to try to skip steps three through seven just to get it done yeah. faster so I can go hoop or I hey. can go do that. So trying to just trying to really just do it. So that's it, man. Just, yeah, just man. working on that. I love it. I love it, man. I watched probably the saddest documentary I ever seen in my life mm. on Khalif Broder. Young yet. man, he was 16 years old, uh, got arrested for allegedly stealing a book bag and was locked up in Rikers Island for three years. For stealing a book bag. For stealing a book bag, which he didn't do. And two of those three years, he was in solitary confinement. <sighs> yeah, man. It was. It came on Spike TV. Uh, Jay Z executive produced it, and it was sitting on the DVR for a minute. And uh, we end up finishing up Insecure, finishing up Power. So it's like, man, it's been sitting on the DVR for a minute. I've been wanting to watch it, understand the story because I heard about the story, but never, you know, really got into it. Watching that dog, 
Tears, bro. Man. Tears, man. 16 years old. And in New York, a 16-year-old, like in Ohio, is basically an 18-year-old. Right. So they get same treatments as an adult, you know. Mm. And just hearing his story, man, and uh, basically being in solitary confinement and being in Rikers Island for three years for a crime he didn't commit, getting getting dragged around, uh, jumped by gang members, beat up by COs. <sighs> Sitting in solitary, basically drove a young man crazy. Now I'm about man. to say that solitary confinement, man. Like people don't realize, like you get put into a box with no windows for an extensive amount of time. Like your brain will literally start to, you know, drive you insane. Like your your thoughts and everything around you, the silence, even the, you know, you might hear the dripping of the water or the pipe that's broke, or you might hear whatever. But it's like just in that same, you're not getting out of that environment. It's like Man, that stuff is real, and it's it can really change a person mentally, you know, yeah, physically, man. the whole nine. It was it's it was so sad, bro. And uh, what ended up basically happening, short version, man, like the the DA just kept on dragging the case out. The person that was uh, that he allegedly robbed uh, was from Mexico, and they left the country, and so they never had a witness for like two years, and they just kept. Uh yeah, we're just we need more time, Judge. Three months ago by. Yeah, we need more time, Judge. Another three months go by. So after when the when it finally was about to go to trial, the judge told him, like, you probably just need to take a plea. Uh and you take the plea of a misdemeanor, we'll let you out today. And the young man was like, No, I didn't do this. And we're uh, we're in we're in year two and a half of this, bro. Yeah. So and you know that's like, been an I, everyday thought. Yeah, he's you know like, I didn't do this. And she was like, hey, no skin on my back. If you want to go to prison, fine with me. So, you know what I'm saying, another three months or whatever go by. And the DA is like, yeah, we need more time. And then at at that point, this the new the new judge that actually told him, like, you probably should just take this plea. It's like, so it's, it's like third time seeing this same judge. And she says, you know what, I'm looking at these papers. Y'all always need more time. You either produce a witness in the next five minutes or it's dismissed, period. Right. It's like, and they was like, we drop all charges. It's like, so y'all knew y'all have a witness time. for two years and y'all just drug it out, man. Yeah. Just drug this young man's life out. So basically what ended up happening, he gets out in the middle of the night. Like, no sorry, no nothing. They just come get him out of his cell. Like, yeah, you release. Give him a fucking bus pass, like slap on the ass. Good luck. And you know, obviously, you know, what I'm saying being dropped back off in society, you change. You're a different yeah. person, and you know, what I'm saying he struggled. He got enrolled in community college, started trying to do his thing, but he was still having challenges. Unfortunately for him, man, he just couldn't handle it, and he committed suicide. Mm. And just like any other horrible thing, there's more horrible things to come, yeah. man. You know his. His lawyer was fighting for him, trying to get him that apology, suing the city, trying to get him some money for everything that he lost. You know, he commits suicide. So the fight continued through his mom, and his mom has a fucking heart attack, bro. Damn. And passes away. And his scumbag father is there just, like, ready to, hey. Yeah. Ready, hand They out. did all the work. Yeah. I'm the one that's out. left. It was the saddest shit I've ever seen in my life, man. And uh I recommend everybody go watch it. The what Field it of called? Pain is uh 
It's um the Khalif Broder story. Khalif Broder. Yeah, you can actually watch it on SpikeTV.com on their website. Um, but it was just so sad, and it's it's something. It's a six part series, so it's about six hours. But you know, you just want to understand how something like this can happen to somebody, yeah. and they take you through the steps of like what lawyers do, what the DA does to prolong cases. Is you know, it's set up for people that get locked up to fail, and it's set, especially set up for black and latinos to fail because you know they talk about rikers island and they say over 98 percent of people that are in rikers island are black or latino so it's like yo in the bronx where he's from you know it's not 90 percent black and latino it's white people that live there too right. it's white people that's committing crimes there too but they're not sending them to rikers island right. and basically they're trying to shut down rikers island and just get that whole thing stench off yeah, the city and just dealing with the whole thing. It is it, sad as hell, but it's, I think it's very important for people to watch this just because, you know, just to keep top of mind, like, yeah, you may not commit a crime, but shit, they can lock your ass up if yeah. they feel like it. If you're coming out of the, you know, out of the bar at the wrong time and someone got on a fatigue shirt mm-hmm. and you come out in a fatigue shirt, you, you might just you be may- the one that got, you know, Got the hammer put on them for no reason. And yeah, you match the description. It's terrible how like you, you you unfortunately you see that so much more in our community than any other. Mm-hmm. And it's always it's like you pull someone over for a tail light, but then you were scared for your life mm-hmm. because he was black, or, or like like what led? Where is the lead up to fear for your life for you to you know do something? And it's like I just I just get tired of the whole the, just the negative. Like everything is so negative right now, yes. and no one wants to praise anyone. No one wants to, you know, help a brother, help a sister. You know, none of that. It's like, it's like my way or the highway, or or get mine and and fuck everybody else. Judge, you know? jury, executioner, Man, bro. It's it's just tough right now, but we gotta, you know, the we got we gotta find some positives along this bumpy ass road, you know, to just just try to get out of this funk, man, because it's. It's nasty. We got the 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 firefighter in Franklin. I mean, the guy. I'm not hip. Oh man, this this. I think he was one of. The, uh, he was, I'm pretty sure he was a firefighter. He was some type of first responder in Franklin. But on his Facebook, someone asked him if he had to save a black man oh. or a dog, which would he save first? <laughs> and his response was, "I would save a dog. You know, any time of the day over a hundred niggas." So like when you like that type of shit is just like that's how that's how the unfortunately America. yeah people people in America look at us <laughs> and it's like it don't matter what your background was it don't matter what you did good bad you know indifferent so is it suspended or what well the the town the town and now people are are you know wanting him to lose his job I think he has been you know on administrative leave you know while while the system runs for six months. And he'll get that and check. Counting them bands. Yeah, sitting like, at home. Looking for a new gig. Watching Regis and Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Shit's terrible, man. Shit is crazy. Speaking of somebody that's uh, speaking out on social media, our girl, Jamel Hill. Yeah, man. The Six. Yeah. So basically, people that's not familiar, man, basically, was it on 9-11 she went I think in? so. Yeah, on 9-11 she went in on <laughs> President Trump, calling him a white supremacist, surrounding himself with white supremacists. And she went in and I knew something was going to happen 
because I'm familiar with uh, the statements Linda Cone made, and I don't necessarily disagree with things that Linda Cone said about, you know, a ESPN. We are a little too political nowadays. You know, we are a sports entertainment kind of need to focus more on sports. And I, I do agree about yeah. that. Like, you know, it is more about sports. But a lot of these things are crossing over. Yeah. You know, with the Kaepernick situation, these things are crossing over. I do think a lot of times ESPN was reaching just to talk about Kaepernick. I do believe that. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, Jamel gets on her Twitter account, speaks her mind, and then the backlash happens. And 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 I think, were you the one that posted, you know, the White House took three days. Three days. To respond to um, Charlottesville. Charlottesville. Yes, sir. And 24 hours for Miss Jamila. Yeah, right back at yeah. her neck. <laughs> it's like. 24 hours. Like, yo, so that's more important yeah. than what happened, that tragedy that happened. You got Nazis and KKK members. You got dudes driving in the crowds, but it took you three days to, to make a statement. But you jumping right on Twitter and you got. It's the easy target. Got somebody saying she should be fired. Now, I don't, don't think she should be fired, but, you know, I know or already knew that ESPN has social media guidelines, like, you know, things that they would – you can't necessarily tell somebody what they can and can't post on their Twitter, but you can always say, hey, we – You should we, be tasteful. We, yeah, and, tasteful yeah. and <laughs> prefer that, you know, you kind of stick to these. Because, I mean, if, if somebody was on there retweeting – porn stuff right obviously you know people everybody and their mom would be like yo that's a little crazy but you know you want to you want to make sure that they're the people that you're talking to on a daily basis when you go on tv you want to make sure you're still the same person yeah and she that's how she feels and i don't necessarily think that she should be fired definitely she should be fired but i think something should happen to be you know, maybe it's a start talking to or write up whatever internally. Yeah. But you know, of course, people want her fired for speaking her mind. I will definitely speaking facts too. Give, give her one of the best kudos in TV history is that she did like every black person. I got in trouble at work, <laughs> and then I'm hit y'all with this apology real quick. But y'all really know what's up. Yeah. <laughs> like y'all really know how I feel. Like I just that is like every person that's ever worked in an sorry, environment. Not sorry, exactly. Like you, I'm I'm, I'm gonna get this. Write this up, make it sound sweet, you know, make I mean, sure I secure this. Yeah, secure. That's my thing. That's what I struggle with the most is, you know, people on any level, whether you a local news guy, whether you a national news guy, like you're making some good money mm-hmm. to speak your mind. Yeah. So I find it would be very difficult to turn that off on my own, you know, in my own time and not be able to say what I want to say when that's how I'm eating. And some of these cats are making six figures, you know, so it's like their job is to talk. So it's hard for to be a personality. I would imagine to be a personality is a very difficult thing because you got, you know, how you feel on one end and you got rules and company laws and all those things on the other. And it's like you you tight roping that fence, tight roping that fence. And in the moment you you slip a little bit and scab your knee, everybody looking, you know, but really. And in four weeks. Three weeks on to the next topic. Yes, sir. Yes, so you sir. Gotta, that's how the you gotta, cycle you works. gotta survive that. Survive them weeks. <laughs> survive this bad press. Keep the check coming in. And it was rumors that they tried to take her off uh, the six, like that. Sometimes during that week, 
And uh, Michael Smith, her co-host, was like, nah, bruh, if she ain't on, I ain't on. Yeah. And the rumor was they went to other ESPN personalities and was like, well, can y'all fill in for them today? And they was like, nah, we straight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we so best the- believe, yeah. you know what I'm saying, in times of need and in times of indifference, most of the time, we be sticking together. Yeah, no matter absolutely. like, yeah, we work here, we work here, we work here. But when it comes down to the us versus them thing, quote yeah. unquote, among black people, we be sticking together. Like, you have no, we to. straight. No. And then don't let, don't be the one that's not sticking together. Because oh, everybody is like, this nigga Time here. on that bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga here. This nigga thought he was down. Right. That, that, your boy over there. Yeah. He become your boy. Get everybody your turn their back go, on Go get your mans. <laughs> go get your mans in there, man. That nigga's a sucker. That nigga's a sucker. But since we talking about ESPN, man, we got to talk about my guy. One of my favorite players in the NBA. Mr. Carmelo Anthony. Yo, I know where you're going with yeah, this. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. This is 64. Terrible. 64, bro. Danny Green, bro. <laughs> Danny Green. That's all of us. Danny Green. Oh, man. They they <laughs> they, they showed it. And they, <laughs> it's just hilarious, man. If people are not familiar, man. ESPN comes out with the top 100 players in the NBA. And people are not even on the list. D-Wade didn't make the list. Dirk ain't make the list. And uh, <laughs> one person that did make the list, Carmelo Anthony, came in at 64. And Lonzo Ball, who is yet to dribble a basketball in the NBA, came in one place higher than him. How is that possible? House way. <laughs> and I just, I don't know what's going on, man. And and I mean, we're talking about a 6'8 forward. Oh, yeah, maybe Stephen A can say it. Danny Green of the Spurs. Danny Green of the Spurs. <laughs> Danny Green of the Danny Spurs. Green. Better than Carmelo Anthony? Are you fucking serious? That's, that's just a, a prime example of how people forget. You know, you start getting up in age mm-hmm. and you forget how you carried the cues. Mm-hmm. You forget how you came in the league a monster. You know what I'm saying? Like, people forget, like, it's Carmelo, bro. You think he got a hundred million for just being number sixty-four? Yeah, man. If y'all give a hundred million, how much Danny Green made? How much Carmelo made? I, I know <laughs> it's not about a career achievement. I know it's about a projection of like, all right, what they do this year. But people talk about, oh man, he doesn't play defense. He doesn't play defense. He doesn't play defense. But you know what? A lot of those dudes, quote unquote, ahead of him, they don't score. Yeah. There's yeah. <laughs> two parts of the court, so you can't just be like, oh man, defense is more important than scoring. Where scoring is the name of the game. Yeah, if someone's lacking defense or someone's lacking offense, they're yeah. in the same pot. Yeah. You ain't just going to be like, ah, we're going to let this guy, because he, he's known as the defensive guy, yeah. he, he gets the nod, defense win And his scoring ability is better than their <laughs> defense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, my, I, like, I, I just find it mind-blowing. I think it's one of those clickbait things. He's in the biggest media market. He's a very popular player. His name is constantly in the news for trades and everything like that. The world has seen his wife's tits on power. Hey. Hey. <laughs> he going through a lot. <laughs> my boy going through, trying to operation get his girl back. Yeah. You know, my boy going through a lot. And we don't need this ESPN. We don't need this in the Syracuse household. Mm, yeah, yeah. Y'all, no, do not. I just, like, that list to me fell right into, like, our local News has been doing these top, you know, top so and so from Dunbar, or top mm. from CJ, or top, and like leaving off like 
names that you just can't like Angelo Chatham's mm. is a very well yeah. known CJ guy. Yeah. He has to be on that list. Yeah. One of the best receivers ever to come out of CJ. Probably in my top two. But didn't you know what I'm saying? Like who's doing these who's lists? Who's voting, bro? Like who is the core of this? It it goes back to those It's like our politicians, man. How you mean? Like they they get elected into these things or in ah. positions. But it's like they ain't really for the people. They about their agenda. Yeah, and, pushing their agenda. And yeah. they on their thirty fourth season of yeah. being about their own shit. Yeah. It's, like, <laughs> it, it, it's it's those number crunchers and say, like, all right, man, and his PPR and this, this, that, and the third says he's his Hollinger rating means this. No, man, you know what I'm going off? I'm going off these eyes, bro. Yeah. And these <laughs> eyes tell me he's about in, anywhere between the twenty fifth to thirty fifth best basketball player in the NBA. Exactly. And I can confidently say I've watched more basketball than I've played. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I've, I've paid attention yeah. to the game more than I've been out there trying to be a participant in the game. So, you see that, you see, like you say, you see the things and you see these people that they putting on this list and it's like, did in, did you just, like, type this up, submit this to the boss and the boss was like, good job. Didn't even go through it. Man, like, this, is, <laughs> this is in baseball where you know, most of the time numbers can produce an outcome, you know, with the whole money ball thing. Yeah. Basketball is a different entity, man. Like, I, I I, just, I go back to the whole defense thing because Andre Roberts is higher on the list than Carmelo Anthony, <laughs> and this motherfucker can't hit a free throw. <laughs> like, get the fuck out of here. Just because yeah. he's allegedly a good defensive player who still gets scorched for 30-something points a game by whenever KD comes to town. So, okay. KD just dropped 30 plus on him. He dropped four points. Uh, what's the point? Yeah. Okay, so when Melo and KD go up against each other, KD drops 30, Melo drops 25. I'd much rather have to do that got 25 than four. And, and 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 what I'm about to say is no shade at anyone. I don't want this to come across as shade. He about to hate. My thing <laughs> about it is how does someone make it to that level of basketball and can't do something that's important? At that level, that'd be like a golfer who can drive the ball far, who can hit the ball well, but gets on the green and seven putts every time he putts. You know, he can't putt for nothing. It's like you have to have, you got to be able to shoot. We should have asked is, someone that knows Andre Robinson very well. How His is, teammate was here. How, I, that, that's my point. How is he on the roster versus someone like Chris? Like, how is that factor not in it? Like, you, you make the roster because you. You know, you play good D. Chris played good D. Like, is is the defense that that much improved that you just disregard this thirty seven percent free throw shooter? This nigga can't hit a free throw, bro. And <laughs> like, he ain't like Shaq, where like, all right, man, his hands are enormous. No, and, like, bro, it, it's got to be a mental thing. It has to be. Yeah, it has to be. It, it has, has to be a mental thing. Has to be that standing there, you by yourself, one on one. He must not like public speaking. <laughs> Like we like that's what that boils down to to me is like oh my God. He, he must not be a fan of public speaking. You know he probably shoot ninety percent in practice. Like yeah. man, they niggas just like you, you, exactly. you get up there and just shits himself. Bro. I just I just don't understand how like you make it like and it's not like congrats you wiggled through you yeah. did it like whatever you had to do you did but there's there's players out there that have the complete game mm-hmm. and they fighting every day for 12 games to get on, the, you know, to, to get in the box score, you yeah. know, that they're, they're fighting every day. And like, they seeing this guy get hack a shack 
in the third quarter when we down when we down or up twelve. Yeah, you know, they and, get more possessions. Yeah, and the next thing you know, we up two. That shit's alarming, <laughs> man. I like I remember they was like trying to call him this generation's Bruce Bowen. I'm like, huh? <laughs> Bruce Bowen was a knockdown three point shooter from the short corner, yeah. and he could hit free throws. Yeah, this guy. <laughs> They left him butt naked, wide open the entire series. Like, you know what? Go ahead, shoot that. <laughs> and I was looking on Bleacher Report, and they ranked him and Russ as a top five backcourt in the NBA. And I'm like, how, Sway? How? Yeah. I mean, Russ is great, but this nigga trash. <laughs> like, he ain't trash, but damn. Russ like, come do, on. Russ do average about thirteen or 14,000 on draft kicks, so he might just be <laughs> on that list holding down the fort. Man, it's amazing, man. It, Crazy. It, I his wonder, athleticism must be ungodly to to make it to the NBA and the brother can't shoot. I wanted to ask you, like what if you were looking at a basketball player, what is it that you're looking for? Like is it height? Is it athletic, you know, ability? Or is it just a matter of like Depends on what he can I'm do doing. A, little, a lot of a little, you know. Depends on what I'm doing. What am I, I'm trying to build a team, or I'm trying to like like, what do I look filling for? Filling the fifth, you're trying to fill in a few pieces for a team. Like to to me, I want the all around athlete. Like you, like I want you to be able to do all parts of this game at least at a B minus C plus level yeah. at, at worst. Well, I guess it depends on the team that I that if I'm like the GM for like if I'm with the Cavs, I'm looking for I'm looking for a Bruce Bowen type, yeah, dude that can hit threes and knock it down and play good defense because I got LeBron, right? And I know how LeBron plays. LeBron wants to spread the floor and swing at the three point shooters. So I'm looking for a dude that can come in, knock down them threes, give LeBron a breather. Like basically Jay Crowder. Yeah. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Basically what they have, Jay Crowder, dude that plays great defense and knocks down threes. Off the top of my head, there's only one person I could think of that super lacked something but gave so much on the other parts that you can just disregard that. And to me, that's Dennis Rodman. Yes, sir. Dennis Rodman was hungry for the ball. Starving for that rock. He might grab it and take four steps. <laughs> but he was he had that ball, you know, and it's like we can disregard when you diving in the fifth row, and you putting up effort and getting twenty and you know twenty boards for us a night. It's it's the guys that's you still you still averaging eleven and four, but you but you like you said you shoot thirty percent from the free. Like we can, how can we use you on one side of the court? Man, like it's, we can't. It's alarming, man. It's terrible NBA, how that. Man. It's NBA, terrible, man. NBA is right around the corner, man. We locked in. Early on the football side, man. Yeah, man. College football is underway. Buckeyes. Uh, Buckeyes. Last night was funny for me because my wife spent 10 years in the Air Force. Oh. And they played Michigan. Yes, I saw that I game. Spent, I spent four years in the Army and we played the Buckeyes. Hey. So it was one of those, like, I always check the Army box score, you know, Got just to, to see what they're doing. Because you were going to play for them. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> There's love there. So then you get the Buckeyes, and it's like, oh, there's not a chance in the world. <laughs> not a chance in the world for these guys. But um, the Buckeyes for me, man, it's all about them DBs, man. Our DBs are going to get exposed. They got exposed by Oklahoma. And that was the one thing that I just want to say, too. How do you let that happen, bro, on the 50-yard line in the center of the O? 
Man, he somebody came on out the there. somebody on a practice squad got to give up that <laughs> give up that next game or 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 get in a little trouble just to save that. Like that can't happen on on national TV. Man, how I feel about it is you right as a play as players they should have something should have happened. <laughs> but as a fan, I go back to, hey man. If y'all motherfuckers would have played better, True. he wouldn't have had the opportunity <laughs> to do that shit. He did a lap around the shoe with the OU flag, came and planted that bitch in the block. Oh, and we had to sit there and take it. You know why? Because <laughs> the motherfucker balled out. Threw for like 400, yeah. three touchdowns <laughs> back there looking like Brett Favre slash Johnny Utah slash Johnny Manziel. I'm like, yo, y'all making this dude. I mean, yeah. like he's the front runner for the Heisman, hands down now. Yeah, yeah. He- hands down. There's there's been a a couple games this year already where I've sat back and like wow, but to see that against your squad, it was like if y'all ain't gonna do nothing to stop this guy, it's over early, early, and, early. and you just early. you just sitting there just felt like felt like you just taking hits, taking hits, trying man. to stay up, trying to stay on like, stay on your feet like Connor, man. You just, <laughs> just out there just running around, and you go back to. Yesterday's game versus Army, it's it's kind of like all right, okay, it's Army. This yeah. ain't Oklahoma. This ain't Penn no. State. This ain't Michigan. Show me versus some real competition, man. And and we got between now until what like October twenty eighth when we play Penn State to get our shit together. Yeah, get it together. And this is this is hard to watch for a Buckeye fan, especially you know under Urban things have been. You know, we getting the top recruits. Things have been right there on the verge of like taking that next step and being a every year we're gonna be in the hunt mm-hmm. team. You know, and it's like the D line to me is one of the best in the country. Yeah, I mean they can sub in seven, eight guys and they ain't losing too much. But it's holes in that team, brother. Yeah, man. Needless <laughs> to say, holes man. in that team. Needless to say, they need to get their shit together in a major way. For this season to turn out the way we want to, man. Shoot. Man. How's your fantasy team looking on the NFL side? Uh, shoot. Oh, uh, let me think. All right, I'm one and oh. Yeah, one and oh, and one and lost the first week of the other. But I'm looking, I'm trying to go through my shit right now to make sure I'm good. Because <laughs> uh, thanks to that six points that AJ got me on man. Thursday, I'm behind the eight ball. <laughs> I got a squad that on paper I had David Johnson. Out for the season. I had Rex Burkhead. He on the IR. (laughs) And he played for the Bengals, so that means he ain't been in the end zone yet. (laughs) And I have someone else that's out. So within the first week, like the core of my team is like in disarray. So now I'm trying to draft Andre Ellington and and back up Arizona running backs and scrambling. Scrambling in week two, bro. And it's like I got one league where – I like it for the fact of you don't get screwed in the playoffs. If you've been playing well and have a good team, you're gonna you're gonna get rewarded because we start our playoffs week twelve. Okay. So we're done by week fourteen, fifteen. Those last two or three weeks, you ain't dealing with the eleven or the thirteen and two team that's resting. Mm-hmm. You're not dealing with that in this particular league. But it's PPR also PPR, not PPR. PPR. See, I but wanted PPR, but the league I'm in is no PPR. I think this one we're in our eighth or ninth year and. We started a few years ago doing keepers. So, like, we kept one, and then we kept two. This year we kept three. I think the most we're going to do is four next year. But, like, you're kind of building your franchise yeah. here. And, like, 
my core guys are AJ, Fitzgerald, Brady. So then I make a trade for for David Johnson. <laughs> I give up Fitz. Oh! I give up Eifert. He gets hurt week one. You know what? I'm I, so pissed, bro. <laughs> Let me see if I can see the trade that, that, that like, I offered The guy up. that got that trade off is just sitting back like, ha, gotcha. <laughs> I offered up. Okay, so this lead, the other league I'm in, which is PPR, uh, you can't flex the tight end for some reason. Yeah, some of them only do receiver running back in the flex, and some do all three. So I didn't know that, and I actually had back-to-back picks. So me being the genius I am, I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to grab the two best tight ends in the NFL. Uh, Travis Kelsey from Cleveland, Ohio, by the way. Cleveland Heights, what's up? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Fellow Tiger. <laughs> and I gra- grabbed Gronk. So what I was going to do, I was going to start one, flex the other. Like, I'm covered. Yeah. Couldn't do it. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> so what do I do? I offer up. I offered up Gronk because I was going to try to get David Johnson. He turned it down. Lucky. <laughs> I was like, yes. And when he got hurt. Obviously, I don't want David Johnson to get hurt, but I was laughing. I was like, that's the fuck you get. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what, that's what you get for not giving me David Johnson. Because I was going to have the market corner. I was going to have Le'Veon and David Johnson. So I was going to be living good. See, that's what, and uh, Will, DJ Hooks, shout to DJ Hooks. I'm in one of his leagues, and I got the first pick. So I picked David Johnson. It was to him <laughs> or, or Bell. I'm like, I got John. I want to go Johnson this year. Like, I, I, I hate having to watch the Steelers. And need four One points today versus Vikings. And, and need four points for the win and be like, "Come on, Le'Veon, yeah! like I hate it, right? I hate it." So that was that was a homer like in disguise pick to where I'm like, I, I'm not picking him. So then, um, in 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 uh, my cousin's league, I do get bail, right? Okay. But for whatever reason, in this league, people didn't look at the score and catches grabbing Aaron Rodgers and they're grabbing Brady and they're grabbing. Uh, Matt Ryan and in this particular league, the quarterback only gets a point for twenty five yards. Okay. So it's like you're gonna get more scoring out of your receivers and running backs. That league, I got the last pick. I get Odell and AJ, feeling good. And that <laughs> next round, I get Terrell Pryor. I'm like, okay, I got three studs. Yeah, Odell. This ankle could be six to eight weeks. High they say ankle sprain. Like my all of my fantasy for the first time is like there's not one fantasy squad that I'm like I'm in like four or five leagues and like. I'm waiver wire, waiver wire heavy right now trying to get through this season. It's real out here in the field, man. It's tough, man. This fantasy thing, football shit is The things addictive. the father of three complain about. Man, look. I, I, <laughs> I, this one cost 25 This other one was 50 So, like, I'm trying to get this money. Yeah, <laughs> I'm man. trying to get this money, basically. I, I, basically. I'm, I'm wrapping up my golf league, too. I'm in eighth place. The top six get paid. My pick right now is almost in last place, so I'm struggling to get to this money, trying to get to this top six. So my, my fantasy world has been busy right now. and then Keyword, it's about this money. But I do want to shout out my upcoming schedule okay. before we get out of here. Yeah. Um, shouts to Victoria and Chris. They do some promoting at Cognacs. And, Yaks. Uh, they got me on the bill for uh, Central State Homecoming. That shit is right around the corner. October 7th, man. Damn. October that 7th. That means my brother and his crew going to be crashing at my house. Yep. <laughs> get the air so, mattresses ready. I got, I got that lined up. I got... um. Weddings October eighth, October thirteenth, October twenty first. So that's a, a rare to have a busy October. I got some class reunions in there. Okay, 
that's the 97 getting some getting some hey. love like for trout what i'm doing there reunion and then end of the year shouts to uh dr donnell gregory my guy hey i'm doing his mom's 60th man so super dope but this one of the months that's gonna carry me in november when it's light so looking forward to the work and uh Make sure y'all support DJ underscore killer underscore Kev. <laughs> there it is. Another episode in the books. You can't make this up podcast. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. We will be back next week. What's show? <laughs>